Black Out Loud Media Group. Welcome back to another episode of the Brown Sugar Cafe podcast, the place where poetry meets conversation. I'm your host, Terrence P. Elmore. And before we get into today's topic, make sure you hit that plus sign so you don't miss an episode. Also, please subscribe to my blog, thebrownsugarcafe.blog. And if you find any value in this episode or any other episodes, make sure you leave a heartfelt review. So with that being said, let's get to it. What's up, everybody? I hope that you all are doing well. This is part two of my conversation with Eric Harrison. If you've not had an opportunity to check out part one, please make sure to do so. This was a very good conversation. Also, make sure to check out the latest episode of Past the Remote. We had a special guest on, Danny Foxworth of At The Plate. And also, since we last spoke podcast, we did a Christmas movie tournament. And it was a lot of fun, filled with a lot of laughs. So, check that out as well. But right now, we're about to get into part two of my conversation with Eric Harrison. I hope you enjoy. Communities is is very, very important. I think it's something that we all need, especially when everybody has different views and opinions and things like that. And community is something that you spoke on. And I, you have an actual Facebook community, yes. um, the My 7 community. So could you speak on that? Yes. Um, a very good friend of mine, uh, Alan Eversley or Ace Eversley, uh, that's the guy that did the Love and Legacy short film okay. and some of the other uh, very good videos that I have that talk about my brand and what I do in my, my coaching practice. Um, we were trying to find a different type of community where there was a level of accountability, but we didn't want to be like everybody else to a certain extent, right? We didn't want to be beating you over the head and saying, oh, la, 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 and you need all these tactics and you need all these tools and this and that and why you ain't doing this and you didn't do number seven and you didn't do... Four. We didn't want to do that. So we just created something that was really simple. Uh, we called the Facebook, uh, Facebook group My Seven, Seven Things in Seven Days. And then we wanted to take the edge off of it right and we was like okay some people will put a lot of pressure on themselves to do these seven things yeah. in seven days so then we said limit the limit is seven but if you said four we cool we ain't kicking okay. you out like we ain't you gotta go you only did three or you only said three but the thing about it is is that when you state those things at the beginning of the week and then you let the group know then what happens is is the group like sees that and then we say hey let's do some self-coaching or let's find out who in the group can actually help you with that thing like for instance if i say hey you know what i am going to do some headshots this week and i need to find a photographer well we have photographers in the group so what happens is is the photographer reaches out and say i got you oh well i'm in a different city well you know what i know somebody in the city we're going to get that done. So now you see where the difference is. It's not so much as, oh, you got seven goals and you just going to tell us about your seven goals. And at the end of the week, you just going to tell us that you got them done. But also we're facilitating the process of helping you to get them done. Because with me, man, it's like, I just think people get too motivated 
when they jump up and start running and then once they start running they don't know where they running to no more they just stop and then now it's another unfinished thing in your life and everything that I do I want to like take people like I said from point A to point Z so that's that's what my seven's all about and it's, it's cool man we people do videos lists they talk about stuff that's going on in their life and and we support each other big time okay yeah I, I saw that I said I don't know if I I'm gonna be sure if I should join or not but after you dude explain, ain't no pressure though see, <laughs> see that's I mean, but do, do you see that's the first thing I said because we, we ain't gonna yep. be like Terrence you ain't do this bro what's going on like you're gonna send you no silent text like bro I told you <laughs> No, it's if you don't get it, man, it's cool because look, bro, I'm I it's my group. Like some weeks I didn't even post. And I didn't feel like bad about it because it was like I was so busy running around. I'm like, ooh. But then when I tell other people that and they see me just be chill with it, they're like, you know what? It's cool. And and people say, Well, how could you get anything thing done in a in a situation that's not pressure filled? You'd be surprised what you can get done. Yeah. Cause now people trying to help you it, it ain't no competition you know what I mean so it works yeah that's one thing um, I can't stand was th- there's a lot of competition unnecessary competition when it comes yes. to things like that uh, yeah. crab in the barrel mentality yeah, you know yeah. I can't help you or the one that I really hate is you know it, it was hard for me nobody helped me so you gotta mm. figure it out on your own right that's I think that when mm-hmm. we learn stuff, especially if you've been in that position where you didn't have anybody to help you, mm-hmm. you should be the first person trying to help somebody else so they don't have Man. to go down the same road that you did. <laughs> I would think. Man, bruh. <laughs> like, if if um, if I went down like my life and just how I've just went through things, like I told you, I hooped. And the crazy thing about this, man, is that even in high school, my coach was like, you know, in my senior year, I was doing pretty good. I was in Chicago. So, you know, Chicago public schools is super competitive and I was doing yeah. my thing. And all of a sudden my coach tells me he lost all my letters. So you played, so you, how do you wow. think I felt when he said, I lost all your letters? Yeah. So that was the first hurdle. And then I was like, okay, well, I don't know. Maybe I'm gonna have to figure something out. And then this dude, Rick Ball, for anybody that hooped, that's about my age. Rick Ball probably put more people in schools all over the country than anybody. He and I don't know how he knew me. Somebody must have called him, and he said, "We got a we got a spot for you in 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 uh, Sedalia, Missouri, and that is like where the uh, state fair is and the college. The, the school was called State Fair Community College, <laughs> and I was like, I don't care, man. I need to get up out of here. I'm in the hood in Chicago. It's time to go." So I went and filled out my own FAFSA. Look, and then forged my mama's signature. She forgave me later. But uh, <laughs> she forgave me later. But, um, and I got up out of there. And, you know, I wound up going to junior college and it was crazy. By the way, Sedalia wound up signing a 6'9 cat. And then somebody in the same conference called me up later and was like, we want you. So then I wound up going to Trenton Junior College, which was in the same conference, and I was all over that dude's head that was six nine. I, I went, I went at him. Like you took my scholarship, pump. You know, we, you, yeah. know, you always got it. Of course, I'm not that yeah. guy anymore. I'm not that guy. <laughs> but, but my point is, this. my point is this: all three of my boys played 
college ball and some they've done something in college. There is no way in heck that I was going to be like, you got to do the same thing I do. You got to fill out your own stuff. You got to get your own recruiting. You got to do it. Bro, I was there every step of the way. Mm. Talking to people, walking them through, asking them questions. Do you really want to go here? Is this what you really want to major in? This is what they offer. I had none of that. I had none of that. But I wasn't going to let my sons go through that, man. Like some people think that's a rite of passage, but it's really just some stupid stuff that somebody yeah. made up somewhere. Yeah, that's true. Because it's, I mean, yeah, hard times and difficult things help build character. But if you have somebody leading you along the way, that builds character too. For and sure. If you value what you're doing, that builds character too. So it's not always about going through these things that could be avoidable. Some mm-hmm. things you can't avoid, but if you have somebody in your life that can help you, or if you're that person who could help somebody, exactly. it's, I mean, just point them in the right direction, not hold their hand and do everything for them, but just like, hey, I did this. I made this mistake. Yes. I don't want you to have to make this mistake because this mistake cost me like three years I wasted. Man, bro. And I can save you a lot of time. Ooh. But some people will sit there and watch somebody do stuff the wrong way because like, well, nobody helped me. And then they'll have the nerve to say, I told you so. Yeah. I told you it was going to mess up. First of all, you barely talked to me. And then secondly, why are you just going to sit there and watch me fall? Like, it's, that's crazy, man. Now yeah, that you crazy. can say that, right? That's, yeah. Ooh. That's, yeah, that's bad. That's real bad. Uh, I want to talk about, uh, before we get out of here, I want to talk about uh, your book, Life Twists. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Was that the, what I guess started the Love Legacy film yes, that we've talked about a lot? Yes, sir. So what yeah. started uh, Love Twist and how did that develop into the Love and Legacy project? Yeah. Well, the, the name of the book is Life's Twist. Life's with an S and Twist. Maybe Love Twist sound good. Oh, I said Love I Twist. Got, I probably would have got a lot That's more That's your next women. book. <laughs> Yo. Harlem Queen Romance. No. I'm just kidding. We're not going there. We're not going Life there. twists. Yeah, yeah. Life twists. We're going to stay right there. Life's twists, navigation for life's winding roads. That's that's the total name of the book. Um, so I there was a time in my life where things were really, really rough. They 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 were dark, very dark. Um these all these things happened within a year for me. Uh, got laid off from a very lucrative position at a, at a uh, high-ranking company. Just boom, tapped on the shoulder one day, walk out. That happened. And then I, at the time, I had my boys, my sons. I was married at the time, and you know that just wasn't gonna work. You know what I'm saying? The bills yeah. had to be paid, so I had to go into hustle mode. That's when I was doing websites for people and all that kind of stuff. So that's number one. Number two, I found out that my mom had stage four pancreatic cancer. And it was getting to the point where they can do nothing else for her. So long story short, she winds up moving into my home and we were doing hospice for her. So we were preparing for her to transition. So that's that's something else. Again, I mentioned that I had teenage boys. Do I need to say more? Right. Like junior and senior in high school yeah exactly um, 
and then my marriage was not the greatest at the time either so this was a nice cocktail for all kinds of things to happen so my mother winds up passing um, I'm holding her hand and I'm witnessing her last breath right but I'm the leader of the family so I really can't like trip too much you know what I'm saying yeah, so I gotta yeah. make sure everybody else is straight and that was kind of my escape that's a whole nother conversation so I get all that together we do all that in the meantime I'm eating everything that is around me and I'm gaining weight I had got up to about 330 pounds I was 6'6 330 I'm like 250 now so I was 330 stuff was crazy I was staying up all night working because I'm trying to get all these projects to pay for stuff for the family and pay the rent and do everything and on Mother's Day my mother died in September and on Mother's Day the following year um, I was out with some a friend and I felt funny chest was feeling weird um, long story short I had a heart attack hey. and and I had what was called the Widowmaker. And yeah. if anybody knows what the Widowmaker is, the Widowmaker is 100% blockage in the largest artery of your heart going to the largest part of your heart. And the survival percentage of that is like between 5 and 3%. So most people die when they have that. Um, I got to the hospital, you know, went through all the stuff. They went in and cleaned it out, gave me a stent. I have a stent even now. Um, and, and, and finally got out of the hospital. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm like, okay, me being a guy, I got to get back to it. I find a job. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I got a job. Now I can get some money. And I, 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 I did not allow myself to heal. You understand what I mean? Like, yeah. you heard all that stuff that I went through. Plus, almost died. But I didn't address none of it. Didn't address none of it. And then I was lackadaisical on getting therapy. And I went to one therapist, and then I found myself talking to her so much, I felt like I was giving her therapy. So I was kind of soured on it. I was like, man, I ain't doing this. So I felt myself going left. And the only thing that brought me back, and I think you're going to feel this when I say this, is that pen and paper, bro. Oh, yeah. Pen and paper was everything. That cathartic pen and paper. And when that pen hit that paper, man, that's where the book came to life. And, you know, I started talking about things that dealt with myself. And and the book is made up of poems, short stories, and anecdotes. And everything goes through, like, different points of my life questions that I had in life and all kinds of stuff. So, you know, the chapters deal with self, um, love, relationships, business, um, just things that we all go through in life. And literally, I made that a cathartic project where I would ask every question that I had. I would just blow out every story, whether it was about my dad and mom, whether it was about my boys, no matter what it was. And then I just compiled it all together and it, it went, became that book. And um, it's something that I'm very proud of. And, you know, it's wild, man. It's like I didn't think about selling it or promoting it or nothing. I hadn't really never even promoted it because, like I said, it was my therapy and it brought me back. Right. And it just helped me to be the person that I am today. It helped me to 
the book came before Express Your Perspective. So the book kind of helped to birth everything else that I did. So that's what's up with it, man. It's a, it's a heart project for me totally and fully. Whenever I talk to authors, we talk about that writing. It's like, like Dude, you said, as soon as you start writing, it's just, it's a freedom. And then wow. you're getting stuff out. And even if you're journaling, you think it's for you. And mm-hmm. then after you're done, it's like somebody else needs this. Somebody mm-hmm. else needs it so they don't have to go through what I've been through. Or if they're going through it now, they can see some hope and see that there's a way out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I think and, that's and, very important. Yeah. And I, um, you know, I was, I was for a while i was like a a minister in my church like i was i was like head usher but then like so i was a part of a satellite church and what would happen is is the pastor would drive 40 minutes to the satellite church so in between time so that the service can go on if he's running late a lot of times i would fill in and do the offering or speak to the people and one of the things that i found when that was happening it was like I was going back to some of those things that I wrote and you know I would attach it to scripture and stuff and it was it was powerful man because then people started really relating to it right and right. it was relatable to their lives and people was coming to me like man when you gonna do a full sermon I'm like hold up <laughs> I'm just doing a couple minutes I ain't trying to do the whole 45 to an hour like don't Mm-mm, I can't hear him in hall. He ain't doing that. <laughs> but, but you you're so right about that, man. Like, like when you dig down into your spirit, because I believe that's what that's what that type of creativity is. When you dig down into your spirit and you pull it out, and you take the time to write it on paper, dude, that's a lot. That's everything. And when people can read your spirit. Dude, that's that's a whole nother level. And that's what I see poetry as. That's that's when I hear it, I'm hearing it like that. Like, man, this this came from somewhere deep inside that person. This ain't something they just do together. So you're on point with that. Yeah, that's especially that's how I feel about poetry too. It's just mm-hmm. it's so amazing how even if it's a, just a haiku. Yes, sir. If somebody I love haikus. Yeah. Those those are my favorite. Yeah. Uh, my wife always makes a joke at me. Anytime she sees my fingers going like this, she's like, you thinking of a haiku? <laughs> <laughs> but you could pack a lot into that. Mm-hmm. And if you, if like when somebody packs a lot into a haiku, it's, yeah. it's like you, like you said, you, you've reached in and just, just pulled it out and put it on paper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's so freeing even to read people's poetry. It is. I've read some poems sometimes. Um, from different poets and it, it almost felt like we had same moments like hey were mm. you there when this happened to me because this yeah, is exactly bro. how I felt yes yes and and um, you know again that's one of the reasons why I started the company that I started um, express your perspective because I think we're looking for all these answers, right? But sometimes it's the simplest little things that we can share with one another that can just unlock so many solutions, so many things that can heal us, so many things that could, you know, take us to a place where we really desire to be in our lives. But, 
you know, the human ego wants something that's so complicated and so this and that. And all it is is just to be able to speak a word in due season. And a lot yeah. of times that's what poetry is. It's a word in due season. That's that's another thing that I call it, you know. Oh, yeah. I like, so, I yeah. like that. Word mm-hmm. in due season. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Man. I told you, man, you A++ on the interview. <laughs> A++. In the pre-show... We were talking oh, yeah. about your book. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. let's before we leave, let's talk about that. You got a new uh, idea that you're brewing up. If you can yeah, talk about it, yeah. we can talk about it. Okay. Man. Hey, I, I look. I ain't, <laughs> I'm the only person on the board right now to express your perspective. So ain't nobody gonna get mad at me. Uh. So so one of the things that um has been laid on my heart is. And it may not be forever, but one of the things I'm going to do is, is is a lot of the printed copy. So, so one of the things that that I found, and I know you've done this too, when you've published a book, anybody that's published a book has went through this. Um, the reason why there's different versions sometimes of books, sometimes people want to add things, but a lot of times people do that because they find stuff, yeah, like mistakes and stuff like that, and it's like my biggest thing is and i know you go through this too is like i'm afraid of an editor because the editor can change one word one comma one whatever and it just changes the whole meaning of what i was saying yeah so i have fought with that man and i'm like on the fourth version of life's twist because it was just you know like i keep seeing different facets and the light changes and then I see another facet and I see another prism and then I just want to, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just so, so it's, um, it's ever evolving. So instead of just, instead of just like keep printing it cause printing costs money. Yeah. And my, and my book, that is like the book is hardcover. Like I have some soft cover, but it's mostly hardcover cause I just want it to be a keepsake. Right. I am going to remove it from like Amazon all those places I really in a way wish I didn't put it on Amazon but you know why we ain't got yeah, to get into that yeah. but um and I'm even removing it off my site and what I'm going to do is is I'm going to record different pieces from the book and I'm going to put it together in certain ways where it really fits and actually tells a story so you may not just get the self chapter but you may get a few pieces from the self chapter, the love chapter and relationships chapter. And it's going to be put like in a mixtape type of style. You know what I mean? It's going to have a nice cover to it. And I'll be offering that on my website. And I mean, it's going to be palatable. It's not going to be no crazy price and none of that type of stuff. But it's a a love project that I want to do again. It's actually also cathartic, man. Real talk. When I read, I I don't know about you, but when I go back and read some of my stuff, man, it it, kind of... um, you know, it kind of settles me. So that's yeah. what I'm doing. Um, I'm going to have it on the site probably until the end of the year. I don't even do that. Look, I don't know when you put your stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, the, so maybe I just put a light, lit a light up on you. Hey, I better hurry up and get this out here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Probably till about the um, maybe, you know, like that first week in January, something like that. Um, I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm going to take it down. Okay. And we're just going to go audio with it, man. And I'm going to do it from my website. Um, I've, I've done some research. A lot of people say they do audio books all the time. I mean, I'm still a paper guy, but 
there's a lot of people that do audio and then of course people have said oh your voice your voice your voice so i'm like let's take advantage of it let's see what's up let's see what it do so that's what i'm doing right now that's what i want to do with uh my latest book is i, I want to do an audio book i can't mm-hmm. remember how i got the idea but i was like i i need to do this and what was crazy is when i was on um interludes with val she mm-hmm. gave me an idea to do like an episode um, with some parts of my book and that gave me the idea of maybe doing some pre-recording um, yeah. pieces and kind of because my brain really started going and I was like thanks a lot for giving me all this work to do because it's not just going to be <laughs> just you know it's a lot of things I want to do to pull this off Yeah, bro. and yeah. I'm like yeah I'm going to do that and you know I, I'm borderline perfectionist so like I, I, I kind of started. I've cut started recording already. Of course, for me to be able to get hit that deadline that I have or that, yeah. or that due date, bro. I didn't. We recorded the same thing like twenty times. Of course, yeah. And then I'm I like went back too. and was like, this one wasn't even that bad. I could have used it, <laughs> but you know, when you in your own head and all of that, so it's like I'm going through the process, but it's kind of cool. But I think you should do it, dude. First of all, you got a dope voice. And then secondly, I don't think anybody's going to like, it's cool to leave it to other people's imagination, but sometimes like I like hearing people read their own books. Yeah. Like it's cool to have like a narrator and you know, this guy who's just like, yes, and this and that, and it's going to be this and you're going to make it work. And the world is going to explode today. And you're going to, that's fine. But like when you can have the warmth of a person that actually wrote something, it's, it's off the chain. So, yeah, me Man, too. I I buy it. I yeah. buy it in a minute. So I'm, I'm gonna be working on that. I don't know if mine'll be yeah. as, as fast as yours, but mine. No, but listen, <laughs> listen, no. But I told you, I'm not doing the whole thing. All the, right, the, right. I ain't trying to finish the whole book. Like I'm doing, I'm doing it mixtape style. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm kind of going back to the '80s and then kind of bringing it all the way back up to the you know 2024 and. Like I'm, I'm doing a mismatch, man. I'm expressing my perspective. Let's put it like that. I'm, put, I'm expressing my perspective. So we're gonna see how it works, and then you know, if you ever have me back on, I'll let you know. Oh yeah, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely gotta have you back on to talk about how these, how this planned out, and because I think that's that's really dope, especially when we're used to doing things a certain kind of way, and yeah. then we mix it up. Yeah, it's like you know, yeah, you know, I did the book, but. I think I'm gonna do audio this time, man. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna pull, like you said, you, you, well, I'm not gonna pull mine off, but you said you're gonna pull yours off and you're just gonna go audio and drop it like mixtapes. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I, I loved about like the whole mixtape era was the anticipation mm-hmm. for like the next volume. There you go. And that's so See, this is man, gonna be dope. You yeah. get the marketing. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> I hope they anticipate. I yeah, hope they'll be like, this was, yeah. this was, dude, what is this? No, I don't think they're going to do that. Um, and then and then one other thing, another thing that I'm working on that, that um, I'm very proud of is um, I, I, I work with a lot of individuals at one time with my coaching, uh, with the life languages and just my transition coaching and just really helping people to get from point A to point Z. But what, what I found is, man, I, I've been in corporate America for like, I was in corporate America for like 30 years. I may not look like it, right? I probably look like this old eclectic dude that's probably like got paintbrushes all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I know I'd look like that now, but there, there was a time that I was buttoned up. 
And, you know, I've had some really special people in my life say, hey, man, you know, you're depriving those people of some really good stuff. Like there's people in corporate that need to hear your message and even hear about your transition because maybe they're thinking about doing the same thing. So what's happened is, is I've partnered with some really cool people, man, that's helped me to put some things together, even dealing with like emerging technologies. You know, Wise is always talking about that, right? Yeah, yeah. Emerging technologies, AI and all of that. So um, I'm putting together some programs, some online courses and different things like that to tell people how or to help people to be able to use their life languages with these emerging technologies. Because again, what did I say? It's the relationship with people, places, and things. And there's got to be a transition, right? Right. To be able to use these emergency, emerging technologies with your distinct communication style. So I'm doing that now. Like, you ain't yeah. crazy. You ain't old. You know what I'm saying? You ain't out of it. It's yeah. just you just need to know how to use your life language, your communication style with the new technologies. And they are pretty receptive to the way you communicate. They really are. I went to a um, we had an all staff meeting for my job mm-hmm. and they had a segment about AI and mm-hmm. the lady, she had these newspaper clippings of things that I never I think I heard about it, but never really thought about how it compares to now. Like they had mm-hmm. the newspaper clippings, like when calculators first came out and how math teachers were upset saying that the calculators were going to replace them. And then she had like yeah, another yeah, news yeah, clip. Yeah, 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 yeah stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And it's like they didn't replace teachers. They didn't replace because, I mean, their calculators everywhere. And I think oh. the other thing was um, when the TV first came out. Mm-hmm. How people were paranoid about that. Mm-hmm. And now look at us. We have internet and stuff. And the TV actually helps us in a lot of cases as far as getting information. Exactly. So, dude, if it wasn't for the internet, me and you wouldn't be on right now. Think about that. Exactly. And that was something people kind of feared. So, this is going to be pretty good. I, a lot of people, when it comes to AI, you know, and it's because we've been conditioned to think about it like that. You know, we have mm-hmm. the Terminator and all these other movies where the AI goes bad. Exactly. The robots yeah. go bad and take over. But, I mean, we've been using AI for a very long time. Just hadn't thought about it. Oh, yeah, Different dude, things. Dude, AI been... Dude, if you if you watch Netflix, AI been in your house for a long yeah. time. Because how is it that every time you watch a movie, like all movies just like the movie you watch keep coming up? Exactly. That's AI. It's learning you. It's, it's, exactly. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a machine language or it's a machine technology that's learning your human tendencies. Like literally when I when I do chat GPT, bro, like I literally say stuff like thank you. I appreciate the response. And it comes back and I'm telling you, like a lot of the responses that I get now when I do certain things, it's actually pretty dope, man. At, at first I was skeptical because I was like, man, this thing can't yeah. think right. like a human, but it, you'd be surprised. Yeah. It's all Wise's fault. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta embrace these things, man. I, I like I like what For you're sure. doing. I like that idea because it's that's something that we definitely all need to incorporate in anything that we're doing. Um, there's always going to be the need for that human touch. Um, yes. It's, it can't quite do everything, which is a good thing. Yeah, I think we covered everything. Um, All right. This would be a, 
I guess a good place to stop. Um, yeah, dude, dude, I don't want to over talk because I want to come <laughs> back. You know, you'd be like, man, that dude talked too much. He ain't coming back. <laughs> like, you good? Like, nah, that brother can't come over no more. Before I let you get out of here, let the people know how they can um, get in contact with you, how they can find out more about Express Your Perspective, mm-hmm. Seven Life Languages, or any information yes. that you want to share. Um, It's pretty easy, man. Uh, everything. I'm everything Express Your Perspective. Okay. So my website is, is expressyourperspective.com. Okay. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Express Your Perspective, um, LinkedIn, Express Your Perspective, um, you know, Facebook, Express Your Perspective. Also, you can look at some things. That's my name as well, Eric Harrison. But if you go to the website, the website is like the central location where everything is at. Um, and you'll find out a lot more about me, what I offer how I offer it and also if it's something that can really help you to enhance and you know just live a better life man because that's really the goal I want to help people to do what they love to do so they can uh, serve the people that they love and build you know rich and long-lasting legacies like that's my main thing those three things and and if you go to the website you'll see that and hey let's tap in and let's get together Please, please, everyone tap in with Eric. Um, Once again, thank you for being my guest. I appreciate you for coming on. To my listeners, remember, keep pushing forward. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Brown Sugar Cafe podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Terrence B. Elmore, and this is the place where poetry meets conversation. Hit that follow button and turn on your notifications so you won't miss an episode. Check out my blog, thebrownsugarcafe.blog. Also connect with me on Instagram at thebrownsugarcafe. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, remember, keep pushing forward.